You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. All right, welcome to another episode. So today we have with us Chris Craddock. So Chris is the founder and CEO of the Redux Group, and he has uh, he's a certified life coach and also has a doctorate in leadership. Uh, he's a multimillionaire, realtor, and entrepreneur who runs multiple successful businesses in the Washington, D.C. metro area. So welcome to the program, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me here. Excited to be with you. Awesome. Well, we want to get to know you a little bit. Uh, you have... Uh, quite the resume. Um, you, you've, you've obviously are, are a successful entrepreneur, built several businesses. But uh, tell us where, where, where did that, where did that urge come from to really be an entrepreneur in the first place? Yeah, you know that's a that's a good question. I, I don't know. Ever since the time I was really little, I, you know, would make little pot holders and go sell them door to door. I don't even know <laughs> why, but, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, it's just something that I've always always done. And then I was. Uh, I was in ministry for a long time. You know, my life was massively changed. And so I, I did that for many, many years. And um, uh, e even there, you know, I just, you know, I ended up flipping houses when my wife got pregnant and, you know, just was always doing, you know, doing something that was, you know, out there really working to to change the world and, you know, do some big things. So yeah. So that's usually how it starts, right? You know, you get you get involved. It usually starts out as a hobby, and then it turns into a business and grows from there. I mean, how do you how do you go from that point to now being massively successful with with a with a huge company or several companies? Yeah. So I mean, essentially, I flipped a bunch of houses, made a bunch of money, and continued doing ministry. And then as we had more and more kids, I've got six kids. Um, as we had more and more kids. Um, the money started running out really fast. And so I had to do some, um, some other stuff to just make ends meet, right? Like I just had to figure out how do I make ends meet here? Uh -huh. And so, um, that was something that, uh, we were, <clears throat> yeah, we, we just were like, all right, well, flipping houses worked. So we went back, started flipping houses again. And, um, one thing led to another and I, uh, I read Gary Keller's Millionaire Real Estate Agent book and everything just started making a lot of sense. Yeah. And so December 2014, we started building our real estate agent team. And then from there, uh, you know, all the other businesses, the title company, the mortgage company, the hard money, the construction, all of that stuff started flowing from, uh, you know, from the real estate company. Now, what are some of the challenges you ran into? I mean, what are some some of the hardest lessons you had to learn in order to to be successful? Um, what are some of the the hardest lessons? I, just keep going. That's mm -hmm. the the number one. Like out of everything, activity and skill is what wins, right? Like activity, 
you know, so many people say they want to do big things, but then they just sit around and never get around to doing it. They yeah. think about it and work on it and plan it and never get around to doing anything. And then skill is, you know, I don't want to downplay uh, education, right? Education is important, right? Because you're good, good at it, but you take a, a, a even a dull axe and hit a tree, you know, a thousand times with it, you're probably going to take the tree down, right? But then you get good and you you get better with your skill. And then all of a sudden you're like, man, I can hit the, the tree a lot less, but you still, you just have to have your reps, right? People without a bias for action rarely win in life, in my opinion. Yeah. I saw a quote recently uh, that kind of struck me. It says winners and losers ha- um, have the same goals, you know, so they all have the same desires. They all want to be successful, but it's, but it's really the action part that makes the difference. Uh, and separates the the winners from the losers there. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's it. You know, I just finished reading uh, General Mattis's book, Call Sign Chaos, and I really loved it. I, what I loved about it was he was a man of massive, massive, massive action, but also so well studied. He could tell you the intricacies of every war that's ever fought, right? And so I just I love the fact, you know, massive action, but. Um, you know, also well-read and understood just what was going on. So it, it just, it was a perfect picture of what I think the, uh, a great entrepreneur is, you know, or a great, I mean, anybody in life, right. He wasn't yeah. an entrepreneur. He worked, worked for the Marine Corps. Right. But still just anybody that's going to do anything in life. So you're talking about reading, reading books. I mean, is that, is that a common activity? Is that a common habit that you have? And what are, if so, what are some of the, some of your favorites? Yeah. So um, I will, I'll read. So I, I have an audible account. So every morning I wake up, I work out and I, you know, for about an hour and I'm listening to a audio book for about like at one and a half speed, usually depending on the speed of the reader. And, uh, and so, uh, <laughs> so I'll get through two new books every month. And then I, I listen to one old book every month, like something like good to great or <clears throat> one of the really just a classic. And so I, I'll usually do about three books a month and and then I'll also do some podcasts in there as well. So, um, yeah, for me, I, th- I think, you know, leaders are readers for sure. And you have to have to be educating yourself um, beyond what you're you're just able to take in, you know, on your own. Yeah. So, now, do you also um, did, did you have a mentor while you're building your business as well? Oh, yeah, I heard it. I, I, I have a ton of coaches. I'm a part of a bunch of masterminds. Um, and yeah, so so that's it. Um, yeah, I've got a bunch of coaches and a, and uh, let's see, I'll spend about just over six figures on uh, on you know coaching and masterminds. Um, you know, I I, I want to spend. I think it was a little under this year. I was actually a lot under this year, but I try to spend about ten percent of whatever I make on um, whatever I keep, whatever my net is on coaching and mentorship, because I think that the most important investment, you, everybody says, uh, you know, the best investment is yourself. I get mm-hmm. that, but I, I'd like to phrase it differently. Your business will grow to the extent you grow, 100%. If you're hitting a glass ceiling, it's your own fault. It's because you don't know enough right now or aren't acting on enough that you know. Yeah, and, and that's and that's um, you know something that we, that we found too that that just investing yourself is is the most important thing and and spending a lot of I mean that's a lot of money right six figures spending that every every year or ten percent of of what you, what you make and a lot of people that are looking to be an entrepreneur and 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 just haven't reached there yet that's astonishing to them that they spend that much money but you, you you obviously find that it's worth it right what what, what are some of the biggest things you've gotten out of your masterminds and your, your personal development? 
Well, yeah, I mean, here's the key. Like, why would I, why would I try to do all this stuff and figure it out all myself? Right. It just doesn't make any sense. Mm. Uh, Compress decades into days, you know, see around corners. Um, I mean, it's, it's just, it's foolish to just say, oh, I can figure it out. Or even, um, you know, I love podcasts and I love YouTube, but here's the thing. We have our biases. We don't know what we don't know. And so having a coach that can step in without the emotional attachment to everything and just say, hey, here's what you're not seeing right now. I mean, it's so powerful. Now, we got to be doing our own education, but having somebody else that can can make a good decision for you in a detached, in an emotionally detached way, it's it's huge. And um, you, you'd asked a little bit ago about the books that I'm reading. Um, I, I'd love to share, like every time I'm talking to entrepreneurs about mm-hmm. scaling business, there's a handful of books that I say every single one needs to read. These were like my Bible, um, as far as scaling goes. And so I'll, I'll give a list of a, of a handful of them, but, um, yeah, uh, let's see, uh, clockwork, you know, it's by the same guy that wrote, um, profit first, which is a really good book. Everybody should be reading that the e-myth. Um, scrum, how to do twice the work and half the time, uh, who, not how the four disciplines of execution all in, uh, the 12 week year, all of those books. If you read those and reread those and like essentially take 12 months and read those for, uh, like two or three times in 12 months, I promise you, promise you, promise you, promise you, you will absolutely grow your business by a lot. Awesome. I, I, wrote, I wrote those titles down. So some of them are familiar with, some of them are not. So I definitely, definitely need to look, look that up. Can you talk about just uh, mindset a little bit, the mindset of an entrepreneur? And I mean, you already talked about activity. You talked about sharpening your axe and then skills, developing uh, different skills. What are some other mindset principles to really achieve great success as an entrepreneur? Yeah. As far as mindset, I mean, part of it is, you know, waking up every single morning and just deciding like, this is, this is what I'm going to do. Right. I mean, I'll tell you what, there are days that you wake up and you're tired. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to go. But I mean, if you decide to be an entrepreneur, you, you've decided that you're a champion. You, you got to go to battle, right? Like this is it. You, you've got to wake up and do that. And, and it doesn't work like, like William Wallace, like, I mean, everybody wants to be the hero of the story, but here's the deal. The hero becomes the hero because he, you know, he gets beat up and he still keeps going forward. Now I said, William Wallace, I don't like how that one ends, but <laughs> it was great. Didn't <laughs> end well for him, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not good for him. Good for, good for everybody else. But the reality is everybody wants to be the hero, um, but nobody wants to do what the hero does. Nobody wants to go through what the hero does. You know, nobody wants to get up and fight when they don't feel like fighting. And that's the difference between the champion and the loser, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, I, I think that's, 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 that's definitely true. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of a better example of William Wallace, but hey, they, they erected a statue in his honor, right? And he won freedom for for his country. So he was successful in that. And, and I, I think I, I, you know, I see people quitting too soon, you know, when the going gets rough, they, uh, they have a moment of decision and they decide to take an easy route and and not keep going. And that's something you said in the very, very beginning is, is right out, right out of the bat. You said, just, just keep going. And, and uh, a lot of people just, they're, they're expecting to see fruit right away and you don't see fruit till till the end more of the end of your journey um and yeah. have you read the book uh, i'm sure you have um thinking grow rich yeah 
Yeah. I mean, it's the three feet from gold kind of story. Everybody keeps going and, you know, then they quit three feet from gold and you don't realize that you think, oh man, I've just kept going and going and going. And you realize you're three feet from gold. And that's when, you know, that's when everything starts to go your way, but you know, everybody does just enough. There's a, there's also a YouTube video that, that I watch and I love it's called just do it by a guy named Art Williams. It's an old cheesy video from the eighties. Um, but honestly, that one of his whole thing is like everybody does just enough to win uh, or just close enough to win in business, but not enough. Right. Like that. That's that whole idea is that everybody gets close, but they don't actually push over the line. They don't do the things that they have to do in order to win. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said before. You said, you know, you, you, you don't know what you don't know. And, I, and that's that said uh, on so many of our podcasts, uh, so many business leaders have, have said that. Um, and so, you know, that's why masterminds and things are great, uh, to figure out what you don't know and, and, and trying, trying to, people have done it. If people have done it, then you can just do what they did instead of trying to figure out yourself. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Why would you, why would you try to figure out everything on your own? Other people have already done it, you know, color by numbers. I mean, that's, that's really the key. I love what, uh, Gary Keller says. Um, he's like the, the biggest problem with, uh, entrepreneurs is that they're so creative, right? They try to create things and then they reinvent something that has already been proven not to do it that way for many, <laughs> many years, you know? And so one of the, uh, one of the phrases that I've, I've loved, you know, is imitate, then innovate, imitate, then innovate, get good at what you know works and then make it better then innovate. Yeah, that's another one I'm, I'm writing down because that's that's something I struggled with uh, as being an entrepreneur too is is being too creative and trying to reinvent the wheel so many times and and people have done it if I can just uh, just just replicate what they did or just follow follow their their mold then uh, then I don't have to. Right, right, hundred percent. That's it. That's it. Talk about uh, a little bit about your work life. I mean, you have six kids, and and so um, and what are the age range with your six kids? My oldest is a freshman in college. My youngest is a first grader. So I've got the whole gamut. <laughs> so, so how do you, I mean, how do you work balance that, you know, uh, spending time with your kids and, and giving time to your family and, but then also growing multi-million dollar businesses? Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's always uh, a balance. It's always a give or take pendulum. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's really great with the, with the family. Sometimes it's, it's really, it's really hard, right? Like if you have it, like, but anybody that would tell you otherwise is, is crazy that, that they've found a perfect balance in their whole life. Maybe there are people, but I don't know many of them. Usually it's everybody is always fighting to try to find balance, you know, and, and working for it. But here's the thing. If you don't fight, then, you know, you'll never find balance, right? You know, you got to get, get close, but I think that's part of the journey of life, right? Is, is, you know, kind of creating and, you know, enjoying the journey of becoming who you're supposed to be becoming. Right. Yeah. And someone asked me uh, the other day, um, just, just kind of, kind of about that. They're like, well, you know what, if, if I'm working, I'm, I'm putting all this effort in my business, you know, my end goal was to have free time. So why, why am I doing this? Why am I killing myself? And, and so we kind of use a phrase that's it's short-term imbalance for long-term balance. So you need to put the work in now, so that you have the time time later. Now, have, have you reached a point? And and it, it different different people are driven by different things. So some people just love the lifestyle. They love the being the entrepreneur. They love just just keep going. And others reach a point. They're like, okay, I did it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm selling my business or I'm handing this off. So now I can enjoy the time and spend with my family. So which, which category you do you put yourself in? No, I mean, I think you, you got to be fighting. Now, don't get me wrong. There's seasons for everything, mm-hmm. right? Like there's, there's seasons of sprinting and seasons of feast, seasons of famine, seasons of everything, right? But, uh, you know, in the time to run, you got to run hard, right? You got to work hard. You got to, and, and and honestly, if, if you let your family know, you know, I'm probably going to be working a little bit more than I normally would be. Like, at least everybody's on the same page, but that's got to be a season. It can't be your yeah. entire life, right? So that's yeah. important. Uh, any, any, um, big, uh, uh, things that we haven't covered yet that you, do you just got to share with the audience? Yeah. You know, um, I, I'm in, I'm in real estate. I, I work as an investor, but also as an agent, I have a big team, um, here. And one of the things that I think that most entrepreneurs are never looking for, they're, they're always on that, that hamster wheel of the next mm-hmm. working tr- time for dollars. And so for me, you know, part of the reason why I, I moved my brokerage over to EXP was because of the fact that um, they're just, you've just got to find ways to have monthly recurring revenue. You've got mm-hmm. to make sure that your life is uh, continuing to be paid for outside of just you ter- changing your time for dollars, right? Because if you're always turning your time for dollars, at some point you got to go on vacation, your income will go on vacation. You'll get sick and your income will get sick. You know, you've got to be able to make sure that you're doing more than just time for dollars. Absolutely. Great, great principle there. What, so what's, what's next for Chris Craddock? What's, what's on the horizon? Where, where are you looking to, to, uh, to achieve next in your life? Yeah. You know, I, I really enjoy this EXP piece. I, I, because it, it allows me to, uh, EXP kind of created a, uh, a network where instead of, you know, a Keller Williams, where somebody owns a market center, you basically have a virtual brokerage and you own your, the people. So anybody that likes your vibe, anybody that you can help, they can come into your business. You can help them make money and then you make money if they make money. So, um, you know, coaching has been something that I've always loved to do and it allows me to make a whole heck of a lot of money, um, coaching other people. Like one of my good buddies that I, I now see what he's doing. You know, he's making, you know, about $325,000 every single month with no overhead just by coaching the people that have come in. And I'm like, dang, wow. you know, the amount of overhead that I have to have to make that is just painful. painful. <laughs> and so um, I just love the idea. Um, I love the idea of building something that has MRR with no no overhead. Um, that to me is is really exciting. Awesome. Uh, I can't let you let you go before we talk a little bit about the real estate market. What's what's your what's your take on it's been a crazy time the past couple of years. Uh, Where's it headed? Yeah, I mean, I think that we're we're in for a slight slowdown. We've seen it now. I don't think we're falling off a cliff because of the fact that inventory is super low. Um, demographics say everything. So there's 80 million millennials in our country. 70% of those say that they're planning to buy a house within the next three years. And because they're all settling down, right? Millennials were super transient. And, you know, they're, they, they're not the sixties generation where they're all going to jump in, you know, VW vans and travel around, you know, like they're, (laughs) they're now, they're now saying, okay, now I'm having kids. It's time to, to settle down, time to start nesting. Um, So they're buying houses. There's already a housing shortage. So even with interest rates going up and inflation and, you know, a recession and everything else, 
I think that real estate's probably the safest place that anybody can put their money. Awesome. Good stuff. Uh, so how can our audience get in touch with you or learn more about you or, or maybe look into your, your coaching uh, services? Yeah. So if, if you want to, um, if, if you're in real estate and you want to tie in with us, definitely go to my website, chriscraddock.com. Um, if anybody's in, in a business and I can be of help, um, feel free to send me a, a message. Uh, I, I usually answer maybe not immediately, but I'll definitely answer. I definitely will always answer, but maybe it takes a little bit of like a couple of days um, is uh, at crowd rock on my Instagram. And um, it's sorry, cheesy old high school nickname. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I'm also on, uh, on TikTok, Chris Craddock official. And I usually put out just kind of thoughts on entrepreneurialism, on business leadership, on, you know, ways to grow and level up your life. Awesome. Great stuff. So and one other thing, if you are yeah. an agent as well, the average podcast listener listens to seven podcasts. I also have a podcast for real estate agents who are also investors. And, uh, you know, obviously keep listening to this, but I'd love to be one of your other seven. It's called Uncommon Real Estate. So if you're an agent. Awesome. Good stuff. I know, I know we have a lot of agents that listen. So uh, I think, I think that's a uh, uh, a great, great thing to listen to there. So awesome. Well, thanks so much, Chris. Our guest today has been Chris Craddock, the founder and CEO of the Redux Group. So thank, thank you so much, Chris. Great stuff. Awesome. Happy to be here. Thank you for listening to another episode of Good Life, Great Life, brought to you by Brian Highfield. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guests and stories. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.